Good morning and welcome to the first normal convocation here at Goshen College. My name is Becky Horst. One of my jobs is coordinating the convocation program. We have convocations on Monday, chapels on Friday. The normal time, the normal length is 10 o'clock to 10.40 p.m. And on deck today we have Ross Peterson Veach, who is Associate Academic Dean. I think he'll have some interesting things to say. So welcome, Ross. Well, thanks. I'm not sure I deserve that kind of reception. <laughs> because this morning, uh, this, it, like Becky said, this is our first regular convocation of the year. I'm Ross Peterson Beach, I'm Associate Academic Dean and CITL Curriculum Director. So all that means that I have a lot of jobs on campus, a lot of things to do at the same time. And the reason I'm here today is that one of those jobs is as Director of General Education here at Goshen College. So as in that capacity, I oversee the general education curriculum, so the classes, but also the parts of it that don't really fit neatly into classes, like colloquium and like the convo and chapel requirement. So I'm here to talk to you a little bit about why we swipe your cards, that is, why we ask you to come to 15 or so of these convos and chapels every semester, and what we hope happens here in this space of learning, and some of the expectations we have of each other's behavior when we're in this space. So first of all, I have to say that I think we're really fortunate here at Goshen to have two scheduled times every week when we have the opportunity to come together and as a whole school community for the purpose of learning. That doesn't happen on most college campuses and I believe that you should take advantage of this programming on Mondays and Fridays as many times as you can. In fact, feel free to come even more than 15 times a semester. In fact, feel free to come to everything on Mondays and everything on Fridays. Stated another way, the opportunity we have here really is a gift, a gift to our community, a prime place and context for thinking about learning. So the reason that I think this time together is a reliable place every week where you can connect what you're learning in your classes to the other parts of your life is because I think you can participate here in an ongoing effort that you'll be engaged in for four years or three years or two or however long you have left here, or if you're a faculty or staff, the rest of your life, to integrate that learning by asking questions that resist neat classification into disciplinary categories. Most of the questions you ask and answer in your classes are crafted to fit into disciplinary categories. That's what we're trying to do there in that context. But in this one, we're trying to spread out. So this semester, for example, you'll hear from SST groups, you'll hear from GC professors, you'll hear from speakers on current events and important national issues. Like last year during the presidential campaign, there was a convo about politics and political action. Some of you might remember that one. And these convos will give you the opportunity to think about how what you already know 
and what you're learning in your classes and on campus has bearing on those kinds of issues, issues that don't fit into neat little boxes. So, first of all, the goal of this session is to strengthen our learning community at Goshen College. Now, last week, Bob Yoder and Tamara Schantz spoke to you about what the time on Friday mornings is for, principally for spiritual growth and formation through communal worship. And there was an appeal there to the spirit and to the heart. On Mondays, on the other hand, we tend mostly to the head. Not always, but mostly. So that's not to say you won't hear things in convocation that you might call... uh, that you'll only hear things in convocation that you might call intellectual and that you'll never hear those kinds of things in chapel. That's not really true. It also doesn't mean that there will not be reference to scriptures in convo, that there might be an occasional prayer, perhaps even a bit of music, or even some singing on Mondays. In fact, as Tamara mentioned last week, some of us experience God through rigorous study of theology and other things, other intellectual topics. And if you consider really the kind of arc of the understanding of knowledge, the general understanding in the Western world until about 200 years ago was that all knowledge comes from God. Here, I think we still can make those connections. If God created the universe that we study, that's the source of all our knowledge. It's just that this space is mostly for supporting community in a setting a weekly topic of conversation. So we set that topic of conversation here and it gives us something to talk about and something to think about for the rest of the week. In Friday chapels, there's a touchstone theme every year that's set by campus ministries. This year, it's making peace with God. On Mondays, there's much less adherence to a kind of theme like that, more of an assumption that the time we spend here together uh, listening to a speaker or hearing a group present Uh, is so we might learn something that we can connect to the rest of the week. But if there might be a loose theme this year, you might think of it as making peace with learning. And if if we're talking about making peace, then that means we might not always feel at peace with what we hear in convocation. Our second purpose here is to present different viewpoints and spark that conversation. So, in fact, you might hear some things this year in this space that disturb you. This semester, we'll have various speakers come to talk to us about different cultures, about racial reconciliation, about whiteness and white privilege, and about environmental sustainability. The folks who would be privileged to address you from this lectern here might be saying things that challenge you and make you very uncomfortable. But my challenge to you is to resist the temptation to disengage when you feel uncomfortable, to be willing to be disturbed, like this quote says. So as you look up here, you see a request for two things. That you try to stay engaged when you're disturbed and that you try to remain curious 
Now, I believe those two activities go hand in hand if your goal is to learn, which is to be a little different at the end than you were at the beginning. Now, this quote, it always makes me think of September 11th, but perhaps not for the reasons that you might imagine. In August of 2001, I was working at Indiana University as an administrator there, and I hired a Muslim graduate student from Pakistan named Mohammed Ahmed to help me in my office. On the morning of September 11th, we happened to enter the office suite at the same time. There were already a bunch of people there. It was about 9 o'clock, and we saw everybody watching on television those images, the horrible ones that got replayed over and over again. We saw the towers come down. We were both deeply affected, obviously, and over the course of the rest of the year, we talked often about our faiths. At one point, Muhammad told me that in his practice of Islam, the one he shared with most of the people in his country, Jesus was considered a very important prophet like Abraham or Moses or Isaiah, and that prophets are known for something unique about their ministries. He told me that from the perspective of his faith, the way he practiced it, Jesus was known as the prophet who reminds us to tell the truth, no matter what the cost. So I'd never considered that as a perspective, even though, like probably many of you, I'd been in countless Sunday school classes. I had heard a lifetime of sermons. I had studied the Bible in academic and personal settings. But I'd never thought about it like that. So while for me, Jesus is so much more than just the guy that always tells the truth, Muhammad's perspective enhanced my understanding of my own faith in a way that I had never considered. His perspective, while different from mine, was a gift to me that continues to shape my faith. So that's the possibility that I want you to experience here in this place, that diversity can be more than just a buzzword to you. Something you might think merely means people of different races residing in the same space. In fact, in the Multicultural Affairs Committee here on campus, we talk about diversity meaning these three things, meaning approaching people with an inquiry stance, questioning rather than making judgments, considering that people belong to more than one group, in fact, quite a few groups, and resisting the temptation to stereotype people because of what they look like or what they do at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Mondays or Tuesdays or whatever. So this goes beyond merely accommodating difference to taking a stance that perhaps makes it more likely that you would learn from the beautiful diversity that God has given us here. Now we know that our community can be split into groups by twos. There could be men and women. There could be, for example, those who like tofu, and those who like bacon. <laughs> and of course, that might cause some conflict at times. But there are recipes on the internet that demonstrate that this is not necessarily an either-or situation. 
Rather, it could be a both and, right? Oh. And yet, even in this both and world of tofu and bacon together, there may be people who like it raw and people who like it cooked. So are you getting disturbed yet? <laughs> now, in all seriousness, uh, resisting stereotypes, it's, it's quite a bit harder than it sounds. But I think one key concept is the notion that we all belong to many different groups, and none of us is solely one kind of person. These statistics I got uh, from our very current, very recent report on who we are here uh, as a student body. So, you can see that um, there are ways to split us up into two groups. And the important thing is that that's not always the only way to split us up, right? Many, many, anyone from a dominant group here on campus might also be a member of some other group. So say, for example, if you're noticing I did these slides without titles, your oral comm professors would not be happy with me. So this is where we come from, what states we come from. So while many of you come from Indiana, many of us come from Indiana, there's also a whole rainbow of other places where people come from here. And while you might be Mennonite, there's also a whole range of other things that you might also be. And while you might think that everybody studies one thing here at Goshen, the majors that are engaged in here are many and varied. So, with all this kind of difference among us here, I think one of the important ways we come together is by talking a bit about our expectations of each other. What are we supposed to do when we're here in this place with lots of difference? So in the world of political science, it's always a key feature of what we think of as a modern state with a modern political system, that is rules of law. People are talking about those, those rules are explicit, uh, and they're something that should apply to everybody in a way that's as fair as possible. So, if you're thinking about difference, I'd like to think about how you listen then in this space. And if you're thinking about difference as something that separates us, I think it's very important to remember that the difference isn't what separates us. It's our judgments about differences that separate us. It's our attitudes about difference that separate us, not the differences themselves. And so here we have kind of a set of things to foster integrative learning and support each other's learning in this space a few behaviors that we would like to engage in here. Now you see here more or less the basics for what to do in here. Not hard to say, not hard to understand, 
respect, responsibility, courtesy, curiosity, and self-discipline. Not that hard to say, but maybe a little more difficult to live. So for example, last year I witnessed somebody right down here in front and they were doing their homework with a textbook and a notebook like up over the back of the pew in front of them, like this, right? While somebody was up here telling their story, like talking about their life, I was disturbed, to say the least, because this was somebody we had invited here to campus and someone else was doing their homework, like right in the line of sight, couldn't be avoided. So for me, the issue is this. You might believe that you're kind of anonymous in this giant space with all these people all around. But, in fact, when I'm standing up here, I can pretty much see what everybody is doing. Like, for example, I can see that Doug Shurik over here has been texting since, like, the bacon slides. He says, I need to apologize to him. He's not texting? <laughs> he, says, he says he's not texting. He's searching on the internet for bacon tofu recipes. Well, let's see. I can also see over here that Doug Lichtikaski is tuning out to his iPod. Doug. Dude, I can also see that Ryan Sensenig right here has been working on his laptop like the entire time I've been up here talking. And can you hear? Can you hear Paul Kime snoring in the back over there? I mean, even I can hear him, and I'm way up here, dude. But I got to say, perhaps the most frustrating thing to me is that, right, we swipe your card. So last year, Becky Horst, who was just up here introducing me, saw somebody swipe their card at that door and just walk right through the aisle right out that door. As if they didn't know how long you were supposed to be in here. So for me, one of the most annoying things that we do in here is what Lisa Gedea Carreño is doing over there. She's lurking around that door, just ready to bolt while while she thinks nobody's looking. Lisa? 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 Come on. Thank you very much. (laughs) So remember, okay? Be respectful when you're in this space. Take responsibility for your learning. Stay curious. Practice a modicum of self-discipline. I think it'll make things much better for you. It'll make things much better for speakers here. And I will certainly appreciate it very much. Before we go, uh, this is a short one today. I'd like to give you a few highlights of the semester this semester so you kind of know what's going on. Alexi Torres Fleming will be here for Celebrate Service Day and then for chapel afterwards. 
Uh, and Brenda Salter McNeil will be here uh, in, at the end of this month as a part of the campus cultural audit that the Multicultural Affairs Committee is doing this year. In October, there's not only a chance to see toward the end of the month the main stage play, like a preview of the main stage play on October 26th, but that Wednesday, a nationally known speaker, Tim Wise, will be here to talk to us about his understanding of how white privilege shapes schools. I think this is a fascinating thing and will be a really fascinating contrast to the work of Brenda Salter McNeil from the end of this month because she'll connect her cultural audit to our Christian core values, while Mr. Wise will take a sociological approach. So in December, uh, in November rather, you're going to hear from the SST, the Germany SST unit. That's the last unit to Germany for the foreseeable future. And also from our own campus expert in sustainability, the campus coordinator of our sustainability efforts, Glenn Gilbert. I think that'll be a really very interesting thing. So before you go, I'd just like to remember, all of us, that more than an obligation, this space is a gift. It's a gift. So please, take that stance when you're in this place. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Friday.